Well, we are in this series, Relation Slips, and uh, uh, I just believe that we do not have to fail in our relationships. Many people tell us that, you know, when it comes to divorce, it's a 50-50 chance. But I believe that as we stand on the principles of God's truth, as we call on God to be our supply and our source in our marriages, we have a 100% chance of success, a 100% chance of a godly marriage, amen? And in Christ, we will find the strength. And many of us have had relation slips, though. Chances where we've tried to make things work, but we lost ground. We went backwards. Our, our, our marriage, our dating was not what we wanted. This relationship was not what we wanted. And uh, I want to show you an example of how many of our relationships have turned out. If you could play that video, Eli. So how many of you say that? That was a good demonstration of how relationships are like for you. <laughs> You're like, that is not what I had in mind. And uh, today I want to talk about this question. Why do we fall out of love? What, what happens there? What made that possible? And I want to jump into Galatians 6, 7 through 10 that says this. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers, especially for my crazy husband, especially for my weird wife, especially for all these weird people I'm dating, especially for all those people I'm seeing on Bumble, like, Lord, help me. Dear Father, pray that you bless this word to our ears, that we not just be hearers, but doers. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. So I, I have a confession to make. Uh, about two, three weeks ago, I bought my first bra. And uh, as your pastor, I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, it's not just a bra, though. It's, uh, it's, I don't know if they say this. In French, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's a, a le bras. Anybody know what I'm talking about? A le, le bras? It's a bra you put on a car, okay? You put it on the front, all right? <laughs> no, no <laughs> red flags here, all right? Don't worry too much about your pastor. <laughs> so uh, I want to show you some pictures of my car real quick and why I had to buy this le bras. So if we could put this up. So this was my car a couple months ago. And I don't know if you know this, but right before we moved to... Washington from Michigan, we hit a deer, and the front left panel of our Honda Element was damaged. And we we were from like you know rural Michigan, where having scratches and stuff on your car no big deal. But we were mortified that we had a damaged car, and we were moving to ritzy, rich Bellevue. And we we're like <laughs> so embarrassed, like we don't know the culture, we don't know the people. You know, it was, it was quite a bump, you know, as far as high society to move out here. And we're like, okay, well, uh, 
we're church planters. We just left our like income as a pastor to start a church from scratch. We're not fixing that car. If it runs, we're we're done. And so uh, we never we never fixed it really. And uh, I I got to this point with my wife where the car was breaking down and we kept on repairing it. Where uh, about two weeks ago we had some issues with it and we're like, let's just let's just get rid of it. This car has been so much work. Let's throw it away. Let's just get a new one. There was a, it was in the shop, and they said you could fix it for, like, you know, not too much, way less than buying a new car, but we're like, you know what, let's just get a new car. Let's spend more money. But then we talked about it, and we said, uh, well, let's, let's just give it another chance. Let's work on it. And we brought in the shop, and then they, they did some Frankenstein work on it. Can you show the one of the stitches, Eli? Uh, so they, they actually, like, <laughs> stitched... <laughs> with with these like black straps here and little X's. So now now I feel like we wouldn't be embarrassed to see Bill Gates. We're like we fit in now, okay? We are we're part of the the East Side culture. And but then I, I wanted to take it up a next step since you know we got we got not just a couple of bil just one billionaire, but we got Jeff Bezos. So in case we run into him, we wanted to step up our class level. Can you put up this picture too, Eli? So now look at that. We got a bra. Can we give the Lord a round of applause? I honestly think it looks dumber with the bra. <laughs> what do you guys think? Does this look dumber with the bra or with the stitches? Who votes team bra? Dumb bra. All right, dumb stitches? Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> you like the bra? Like the car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we were tempted, though, to throw this car away, but we decided to dig in, and we were going to work on it, and now it's totally functional. We cleaned out the inside. It, 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 it's, it's awesome, and, and sometimes I feel like we fall victim in America into a, a throwaway mentality. Like, if something doesn't work, you don't fix it. You just replace it. Like, I, I love buying cheap watches on Amazon. This is a $12 watch. And it, it broke a couple months ago, and I went to replace it, and they're like, it's going to take you uh, $20 to, to fix it and take like two weeks. I was like, nope, I'm an Amazon Prime member, and I just bought a new one. Because it's actually cheaper to just get a new one. And, and I don't know, anybody like me, where instead of buying one pair of nice shoes, you buy like really cheap shoes, and then they wear out like a couple months, and then... Like every couple months, you're having to buy a brand new pair of shoes instead of just investing in something quality. And like over the course of like five to ten years, you realize you spent way more money on these like bad shoes than you would have if you would have just bought one nice pair. Amen. Amen. Who is with me? And I, I think this is a, an indicator of this throwaway mentality many of us have. And this leaks into our romantic life. In our, our marriage, in our dating, even in friendship, where if something's not working, we just get rid of it. And I, I want to identify a relation slip, relation slip, and kind of a, a quote that I think sums up this mentality. And what I'm going to be sharing about today is this by Chris Hodges. It says, getting a divorce because the love is gone is like selling the car because it's out of gas. You have to fill it up. Amen. And so our marriages have hope, and many of us have given up on our future romance, our current romance, because it's out of gas. But I want to replace the throwaway mentality with a covenant and commitment 
mentality that says, I am going to make my marriage work. I am going to make my romance work. And so the title of my message today is Make Your Relationship Work. And so the relationship too, so we talked about relationship one in the first sermon is this, expecting a person to satisfy you in only ways God can is a relationship. God is our source. If you drink the wrong water, you'll be thirsty forever. Relationship number two is this. I shouldn't have to work at love. I shouldn't have to work at love. If the spark is gone, I should get a new relationship. If I'm just not in love with this person, I should get a new relationship. If this person doesn't make me happy anymore, you know what? It's time to replace this and get a new relationship. This has increased the culture of divorce. This has increased the culture of breakup. This has increased the culture of even in friendships. As soon as I, I'm friends with someone and the high of the new beginning of a friendship is over, I move on to a new best friend. I move on to a new relationship. And so some of these myths is uh, we are victims to love. Love is out of our control. If I fall in love, I don't have to work at love. If the spark is gone, there's no way to, to get that back. Um, if I marry the right person, the good emotions will always be there. And if there aren't good emotions in my marriage, that means I married the wrong person. And uh, a whole idea of I was never in love with you. And uh, I, I believe we look for perfect relationships, and when we don't find them, we bail on them. And uh, I was looking at the lyrics to a, a popular song by Ariana Grande. It's called Thank You Next. Anybody familiar with that song? And it kind of uh, really shares this throwaway culture. I don't really know how to sing this very well, but let's look at some of these lyrics. Thought I'd end up with Sean, but he wasn't a match. This one sounds about Ricky. Now we listen and love. Even almost got married, and for Pete, I'm so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm, because he was an angel. One taught me love. <laughs> one taught me patience, and one taught me pain. Now I'm so amazing. All right, humble brag. I've loved <laughs> and I've lost, but that's not what I see. So look what I got. Look what you taught me. And for that, I say thank you, next. Thank you, next, next. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. Anybody know this side? <laughs> and and I, I believe there's always something we can learn from the people around us and our past relationships. I believe that God can turn even the most toxic things and turn them around for good. That's the power of redemption. That's what we believe in. But she is just so eagerly ready to say, all right, thank you, next. I get what I need, and then I just move on. I, I'm not happy anymore, so I just move on. And uh, I, I just think we need to stand on the scripture in Galatians that says we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. We will reap a harvest in our romance, in our marriage, in our dating, in our friendships, in our family, if we do not give up. And many of us, we hope that our marriages will just work out. Our romance will just work out. But the reality is marriage works when you work on it. Marriage works when you work on it. Let's read that again in Galatians. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. 
A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Now, listen on this word for our relationships. Let us not become weary in doing good. Really, the dishes again? Really, another date night? We just got in a fight. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest, amen, if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Relationships work when you work. Relationships work when you work. And there's a, a principle here. It's this. You don't just reap what you sow. Like if I put in an apple seed, I will get an apple tree. You don't just reap what you sow. You reap where you sow. Okay? And so if you're investing your best into your work, that's where you're going to reap a harvest. If you're working your best into your children, that's where you're going to get a harvest. If you're investing your best into relationships or, or games or hobbies, that's where you're going to reap a harvest. And if you invest in your relationships, that's where you will reap a harvest. And why do we fall in love? Well, I believe it's because we invest our best to people we are attracted to. When I first met Amritha, I started washing my hair with shampoo. <laughs> it honestly had been years since I used shampoo and conditioner. I just let nature do its thing. But that was not reaping the kind of harvest I wanted. It got me a lot of good bros <laughs> to go on adventures in the mountains with me in my Geo Metro, but it didn't get me a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> and so I, I met Amritha. I started investing in this relationship. Man, we would hang out all the time. I would shower. I would brush my teeth. I would put product in my hair. I would, glory to God, use deodorant. You know? That's a big change. Some of you aren't there yet. But one day. One day. And I just, I gave her my best. And you know what? My feelings started to follow my investment. Amritha, man, I worked at this hotel, Spring Hill Suites by Maria in Colorado Springs. I worked the front desk. And Amritha, glory to God, before we were even dating, she would cook me food. And she would bring it to me as I was all alone at that hotel. And she invested her best. We're not talking just like PB&J. We're talking about Kansas-style chicken parmesan. <laughs> Woo! It was amazing. Kansas-style chicken and tendas. Kansas-style chicken and rice. She loved chicken. Okay? <laughs> but as she invested her best into me, she started to fall in love. She started to fall in love. And as I, I made my best available for her, I started to fall in love. I mean, think about that. When you first are attracted to someone, when that spark is first there, you give them your best. You, you look a little extra special when you know you're going to see that person. 
You don't, you don't like make fun of them all the time. You don't call them out on all of their mistakes. You're not, you try not to be the grammar police immediately. But then what, what happens as you get more familiar with the people you had that spark of interest? As you grow more familiar, you, you stop feeling the need to invest your best. You don't feel like you have to get dressed up for date nights anymore. You don't feel like you have to be kind with your words. And here's the reality. We fall in love with people when we give them our best, and we fall out of love with people when we give them our worst. We fall in love with people when we give them our best, and we fall out of love when we give them our worst. And this is a, a scriptural principle. I mean, this is all throughout the Bible. Matthew 6.21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Your feelings follow investment. If you've fallen out of love with someone, it's because you stopped investing. Because your heart follows your treasure. Your treasure, what you invest in, where you place your valuable, whether it's your time, your money, your creativity, your energy. If you wonder where the spark is, look where your work is. We fall in love when we give our best. We fall out of love when we give our worst. I read this article about this couple that had been married for a number of years. It was this novelist, and uh, over the years, the spark fell out of their marriage. And finally, the, the husband, he's in the shower, and he has this epiphany. You know what? I'm going to stop waiting for her to change, and I'm going to start working on myself. I'm going to make this marriage work by working. And so he went to his wife and just asked her this question, how can I make your day better today? She was taken off guard a little bit. She didn't know what to do. And then she's like, clean the garage. <laughs> and it was a big project. He's like, really, the garage? She's like, yeah, you ask. So he goes and he spends all day and cleans the garage. Comes back the next day, says, honey, how can I make your day better today? And she starts to cry. <laughs> she says, I should be the one asking you that. You slaved over that garage all day. And I feel like I haven't been giving you the best. And this is now 10 years later. And they say, they ask that question every single day. And that question was helpful in saving their marriage, saving their relationship. Because a marriage works when it works. How can I make your day better today? And I'd encourage you to ask that to the people who are important to you, whether it's a friendship, whether it's dating, whether it's an engagement, whether it's your marriage. How can I make your day better today? An ethic of hard work is one of the top two indicators of marriages that last. I was reading this report that said the number one indicator that a marriage is going to survive is a strong work ethic. And number two is a strong community of friends around that couple. I encourage you, get an ethic of work. You don't just fall victim to love. It's not just a magic mystery that's fleeting and you have no control over it. I believe what the scripture says, that our heart will follow our treasure. Amen. Amen. And so uh, my question, one of my questions for you today is this. Do you run when you run into work in your marriages? Are you just hoping things will work out? Do you run when you run into work? Because a, a godly marriage is not based on feelings. It's based on commitment. 
It's based on covenant. And I got a, another thing that I, I feel like will help us give us more language when we feel like we're falling in love. And in English, the word love is kind of limited. Like, I love my wife and I love mangoes. Like, it's the same word to express very different kinds of love, right? I, I, I love my son, Obi, and I love playing Super Smash Brothers. Like, it's, a, it's the same word, but they're totally different emotions. Are you with me? And so I want to challenge you this question as well. When you say you're falling out of love with someone, or you feel like you're falling out of love with someone, what kind of love are you falling out of? What kind of love? And to give us more language with that, in, in the Greek, I want to share five different words for love. You know, it, it, the Greek is a more exacting language than English. And so there's five I want to share, and I, I will horribly pronounce these. I'm not a Greek expert. I'm not Greek biologically. I'm not Greek. Okay? I know you might disagree by looking at me, but I'm not Greek. Let's just settle that debate right now, once and for all. And so five loves. I'm going to pronounce these horribly, so... Epithemia. Everyone say epithemia. And so this, this word is also where we get like the word thermos. And this is like passion. This is like the kind of love you would have for the Seahawks. Any Seahawks fans in the house where you're like, woo! <laughs> and uh, you cheer at a game and, and you're, you're pumped. And uh, that, that's like a passionate, strong desire. Then there's phileo love, which is like a friendship love or like a brotherly friendship kind of love. Then there's eros, which is a, a sexual desire. There's a storge, which is like a family bond, like the love I would feel for my son. And then there's agape, which is a, a commitment of will, God's love. And this one is like the only love that's not emotion-based. It's based on commitment. It's based on even when I don't feel like loving you, I love you because I'm committed. And this is a God kind of love. This is the love that God shows for us. It's based on commitment, not on fleeting feelings. Aren't you thankful we don't serve a moody God where we don't have to wonder how he's feeling about us today? We know that even when we're at our worst, he still gives us his best. We don't have to be afraid when we pray. We don't have to wonder if he likes us, but that we know that God loves us. And that God is in love with us, that he is crazy about us. And even when we turn our backs on God, even when we abandon him, he will continually seek us and go after us and pursue us. And that is a God kind of love. And so when you fall out of love with someone or you feel the spark missing in your relationship, let me ask you this question. What kind of love are you falling out of? Are you saying you lost a sexual passion? Are you saying you've lost the friendship or the camaraderie, or you feel like you're not family, you're just kind of like co-workers that exist in the same area? Are you, are you feeling like there's a lack of commitment, or it's just not fun, or you're not giving your best anymore? Like, what happened to your marriage that makes you say, I'm falling out of love? Because the relationship here is this, that we are just victims to these feelings of love. There's nothing we can do about it. But as we identify what kind of love we're falling out of, we can work on it. And we know in the scripture in Galatians, 
if we are faithful and we do not give up our investments of love, we'll reap a harvest and we can have great marriages. We can have great romances. We can't have that restored if we do not give up. But we first must identify, what kind of love am I falling out of? Because it's not just a catch-all, fleeting, magical thing. It's a love that requires work. Because marriage works. Relationships work when you work on it. Amen? You know, in the scriptures, Jesus sets a, a, an amazing example of this kind of love. In Ephesians 5.25, drawing a comparison between how Jesus loves the church and how uh, families should love each other, how husbands should love their wives. It says, husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Isn't that amazing? Jesus Christ gave up his life for us for a commitment kind of love. And we say these things like, I just lost the feeling, I lost the spark. But when we do that, we're not acting like Jesus. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we're supposed to follow that example of laying down our lives and working for each other's benefit. I want us to start saying this phrase. It's not, till death does us part. It's till death does us part, not till feelings does us part. You don't make me happy anymore, so I'm out of this relationship. No, it's till death does us part, not till feelings does us part. Our love can't be based on emotion, based on commitment, that agape type of love. I will work on this marriage. I will work on my relationship. I will not be a victim. I will work trusting that I will reap a harvest. Now, I think Jesus sets this example that he loved the church so much that he gave his life up on the cross. He died. He sacrificed himself. And here's the reality. He did not want to do it. He didn't feel like doing it. When he's in the garden of Gethsemane, right before he dies on the cross, he's praying to his heavenly father and he says, God, if there's any other way Please give me that option. And it was so much of a struggle that he started to sweat blood in his prayers. And you might feel like that in your relationships. You might feel like, I, I've tried so hard. God, if there's any other way, like, just get me out of this. This is hard work. This is a, a struggle. Like, this is, I, Jesus, help me. We're not alone. Jesus had the same reality right before he gave his life up for the church. But church, this is the example we follow. That Jesus, he didn't love us based on feelings. He stood there committed. And he said, whatever it takes for my people, I will love you. I will sacrifice my life for you. And I, I believe that in our marriages, the spark is dying because we're not dying to ourselves. Your love is dying because you're not dying to yourself. And I just want to encourage us. A lot of us say this, you know, and, or maybe in our mind, I would die for you, honey. I would die for you. But let's do this. Let's replace I would die for you one day with 
I'll lay down my life for you today. I would die for you one day. No, no, no. I'll lay down my life for you today. It's a, it's a culture of working. We're not victims to feeling. We will make this work. We will make this work. And so how does your love work? How does your love work? Are you willing to do what it takes? Are you, here's a question, are you intentionally working on your relationships or just hoping things will work out? Are you intentionally working on your relationships or just hoping things will work out? I want to give you some areas that will maybe help you think of how can I invest in my relationship? Maybe you need to encourage your spouse or someone in your life with some words, encouragement, kindness, praise, celebration. Instead of picking apart all the things that they're doing wrong, what are they they doing right? Give them your best. Maybe it's time. Maybe you need to finally just buckle down and have a date night so that there can be some stability in your rhythm. Maybe a time designated to pray with one another. Maybe you need to craft a mission statement for your, your family and your marriage and just saying, hey, I'm going to pour some time into this to show you I care and I'm invested. Maybe gifts. Maybe you need to start buying some flowers for someone. Maybe, I, I'm just kind of flowing here in the spirit, maybe you need to buy someone a N Nintendo Switch. Just to say, hey, I, I know what you're interested in. Maybe you need to have like a pro like GameCube controller with it and have it come with Super Smash Brothers. I'm just kind of flowing here, but. Yes, yeah, so anybody feel that right now? Woo, <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. Lord, whatever you want to say today. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, some, maybe you need to get some diamond earrings, you know, or some, I mean a new car or something. Maybe you need to buy a LeBra for your wife. <laughs> wife, I'm going to get you a LeBra. And I'm going to make our marriage le work. All right? You know, maybe, maybe it's just having some fun. You know what? Hey. I'm not going to plan with you right now. I'm not going to work out logistics. The next four hours is designated for just laughing and having fun and having an adventure. You know, maybe it's just joking around or playing a game, you know. Maybe, maybe you need to invest in your relationship with some physical affection. Nothing restores my love tank like a nice back scratch. I mean, it, it's amazing. Maybe you need to have sex more, you know. Like, that will help your relationships. I mean, I know people in marriages who enjoy sex. I've heard of them. And maybe that will help them feel closer and like you care about what they care about. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Maybe it's just simply some PDA. Hold my hand in public. Put your arm around me in public, not just in private. You know? Maybe it's uh, an act of service. Hey, I'm going to clean the dishes without you asking for it. How many of you guys know that would be a revival in the home? I mean, I'm just going to vacuum. I'm going I'm to clean. I'm going to arrange the babysitters this week. Uh, I'm going to get the car fixed. You know, all these sorts of things. It is evidence that I care about you, and I'm willing to make this marriage work by working on it. So are you intentionally working on your relationship 
or are you just hoping things will work out? So before I, I pray, I, just, I challenge you this question. And we've talked about this before in Kayla's, but go to your spouse and just maybe for a week, every day, ask them. Or in a dating relationship, or in a friendship, how can I make your life better today? How can I invest in your life? How can I be there for you? And I believe that as we work on our marriages, our marriages will work and we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Amen? Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you so much for this message, for your word, for a chance to have amazing, life-giving, healthy relationships. And Lord, I, I just pray that we would not give up on doing good. I pray that we would not give up in investing in a relationship, whether it's washing the dishes, whether it's saying a kind word, whether it's showing interest, whether it's having more physical expression. Lord, we just want to say, Lord, we know that you are committed to us. And I, I just pray that we would have that same commitment to those we love, that we would follow your example. And if you're in this place, I'm not, I'm not going to make you raise your hand or anything right now, but if, if you're just saying, Lord, I need to, I need to apologize. I need, I need to repent. I need to stop taking my marriages or my relationships lightly. I need to stop just falling in this relation slip where I think things are just going to work out. But I realize, like, my heart follows my investment. My heart follows my treasure. And I, I need to, I need to work. I need to get to work. If that's you, why don't you just tell that to the Lord? Hey, Lord, I will make my relationships work. I will work. Just between you and God. Singles, even getting ready for a relationship. I'll, before praying for the perfect kind of spouse, Lord, would you make me the perfect kind of spouse? Lord, work on me. I'll work. Holy Spirit, we just even invite you into this moment. Would you speak to us? If there's any lazy way inside of us, would you reveal it to us? If there's a victim mentality in our relationship right now, would you reveal it to us? We're, we're like, oh man, if they would just change, our marriage would be great. If we fall into this relation slip that there's no way to get the love back, if the emotions are gone, this marriage is gone. Lord, would you just help us to have an agape type of love, a commitment to love? So, dear Father, I just pray for all the relationships in this room. I pray that you would restore them, heal them, bless them, and help them get to work. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Powerful scripture. Strong challenge. How can I make your life better today? And before I, I transition and hand over the service to Moses, I realize that not everybody here has a healthy, thriving relationship with God. Maybe you feel distant from God. Maybe you feel like you need a fresh start or a new beginning.
Maybe you're caught in a cycle of addiction or shame or guilt or your life isn't where you want it to be. And I want to let you know, Jesus Christ, he's working on his relationship with you. He hasn't given up on you. He lays down his life for you. He actually laid down his life. He died so that you could experience true life. And if you do one thing today, it's this. Make the decision to say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I will walk with you. I will, I will receive true life from you. I'm going to pray in just a moment. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you quickly raise your hand up and then put it down. Raise it so I can see it if you want me to pray for you that you can start a new beginning with Christ. So let's close our eyes and bow our heads one more time. And if that's, on, if that's you on the count of three, would you lift up your hand? I'd love to pray for you. I hope you do. Don't be shy. Don't be timid because Jesus is bold in his love for you. So if you want a relationship with God, on the count of three, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. One, two, three. Just boldly lift it so I can see. Amen. I see your hand. Amen. I see your hand. Amen. Is there anybody else? Amen. Amen. Well, I want to lead us all in a prayer together. And let's do this as a family, as a community. So the words are going to be on the screen. Let's say this all at the same time from our heart, especially if you raised your hand. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sin. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Can we give God a round of applause?